So strap yourselves in. Mash that loud pedal. And get ready. Because it's time to jam. It's time to jam, baby. It's time to jam. Hello and welcome back to the weekly Monster Truck Podcast. Hi hi again, everyone. I'm Jackson, also known as Monster Jammer Stone. You can follow my social media at Monster Jammer Stone on Instagram and Monster Jammer Stone on YouTube. Today we have a very special episode. As of releasing this, this is coming out on the 20th of October. And for those who are unaware, that is the podcast anniversary. That is one year of podcasting, so that is great. So today I'm joined by Ryan Zielsdorf, Nick in the Pits, and Wayne... Shiaki, aka Avengers Racing. Thank you guys for coming on and celebrating and one year of podcasting. And Kermit. I can't forget Kermit. <clears throat> and we're doing face cam, so that's even better. So again, hello everyone. Hello. So one of its Good Eve, how do you do? It's almost Halloween. So basically <laughs> I just thought it would be you know, it would make more sense to well, firstly, it would make more sense to thank the listeners, you know, the listeners is the reason, you know, why I'm here and I'm still going. It's the fans that keep me going. You know, I have a passion for podcasting and doing this. And the fact that, you know, I've got Ryan here, I've got Nick here, I've got Wayne here to help celebrate and just talk about podcasting and a little bit of Arlington, because obviously we can't just talk about, you know, Monster Jam and Monster Trucks and not talk about Arlington, which is pretty much the talk, you know, of... <clears throat> you know, the Monster Jam scene currently, but we also got to celebrate the podcast anniversary. So, uh, again, I'm going to give a round of applause to my fans for coming and celebrating. Good job, audience. You know, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for coming out and celebrating and just, you know, just listening to these episodes and giving input. So, I want to thank everyone again. So, it's a bit of a, a, a long dialogue, but it's meaningful. My voice is doing something weird. <clears throat> um... But yeah, what? and also another thing uh, may I mention is from now on, we're going to be putting episodes up on YouTube. So you guys are going to be seeing face cams. So we're going to see, uh, um, I'm going to be uploading some of the older episodes um, and they're going to have graphics. And from now on, you're going to have face cams. So it's going to be a great time. But obviously, Anchor and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Radio Public, still the home. We're still going to be uploading, so you can listen to it in the background, or alternatively, you can listen to it um, on YouTube and watch it. So even better, you get you get two things for the price of one. So um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just I just want to ask you guys about the podcast because I'm just I'm just interested to hear what you guys have to say. So firstly. In your guys' opinion, what makes podcasting enjoyable for you guys? Just in general. Hmm. Well, I know for me, it's all the individual personalities. I gotta get my words out, man. Too much pizza before. (laughs) But, you know, listening to an average podcast is boring with people just reading a script. But when you have people that you enjoy talking with and being friends with, that's something that makes an experience really personal. And funny when you have all these moments that you could share together 
not with just people that read a script and have bland personalities. We all got our unique personalities for sure. <laughs> but uh, I think that's one big aspect that really makes podcasting a, a personal experience for people to watch. I think it has a lot to do with passion. Like most podcasts that you listen to or ones that you want to listen to, are, people are passionate about what they love. And I, I know we could all talk about Monster Jam all day long, and I think it shows, and I think that's why we have the success we do right now, is because people like listening to people who like to talk about Monster Jam, and I'm looking forward to keeping the podcast going strong. Me too. Yeah, what I find really special about podcasting, and I really discovered this when I started podcasting with Jackson, uh, it's so awesome to be able to share your opinions and your experiences with other people that like the same thing as you. So I never really had a voice in social media. I was never really a big social media person and not only the podcast itself, but it introducing me to this community even more than I had already, you know, been, I had already been in the community for 16 years now, but even taking that step further, really this podcast helped me realize how vast and how awesome this community can be and how much of a family we are. So I personally find it awesome that we can connect with our listeners and our fellow podcasters and our other fans in a really great way that uh, other fans really wouldn't be able to experience unless they came on a podcast like Jackson's. So I want to thank him for giving me the opportunity to come on and, you know, start that experience for me. But it's been a fun ride and it's been awesome so far. And you all brought up great points and, you know, I can all relate to them. I've had a passion for Monster Jam pretty much since I was born. Um, and, you know, it's, I like giving people, uh, the chance to voice their opinions and just, you know, talk about stuff in general. You know, I can, I can listen to myself about what I think of certain things, but I find it really interesting to listen to what others think of. You know, like I, you know, I can, I can go back and say, oh, this run at World Finals was pretty damn good, but I'd be interested to hear what Ryan would have to say about it, you know, or what Nick would have to say, or, or Wayne. It doesn't really matter who it is. I want to listen to their opinion, and I thought it's a good way, and that's another thing, the discussions. That's one of the greatest things that I've loved about doing this is having great discussions, how we're able to build off of each other's opinions that we have to talk about, and we have a good discussion because really that's the thing that I like is having a good discussion because that's what people listen to people listen to the discussions that we have and the things that we talk about so having a good discussion and people to bring up their opinions that's one of the things that I really like and I have loved about doing this it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you guys because really I I when I think about it I haven't I didn't really know about you guys until doing this i knew of wayne but i didn't know him personally and he wanted to do one and i brought him on for one and we've been doing a lot since then ryan uh you know you were you came on with ethan and that was a really fun episode that we did <clears throat> and part of that was your idea we've done so many since then and it has been great to to you know talk about stuff with you know, other people, and, you know, I've just really liked, and you always, Ryan, you always bring up great opinions, and, and great stuff, and you have great points that sometimes I don't even bring up, so I love hearing that, and Nick, 
you know, I didn't know, again, I didn't know of you until you messaged me last year and you wanted to be a part of this whole experience. And I was like, you know, I'm just doing this for fun and you wanted to be a part of it. I'm like, well, of course, if you want to be a part of it and talk about monster trucks and you're passionate about it, that's what I care about. You know, I'm, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not bothered where you've come from or what you've done. It's that, do you have that passion and can you talk about it? And you do have that passion and you have talked about it. So really in the long form, it's been fun to have good discussions and to, and you know, podcasting has given me so much and I'm just so thankful for it that I've been able to do it for this long. It came out of the blue. If I'm honest with my fans, I completely forgot. I was just sitting on my phone the other day and I was looking through my old posts and I was like, what the hell is this? I'm like, oh yeah, that's the crappy old mic that I looked at it. And then I looked at the date and I'm like, hold up, that that's almost a year. So that's pretty crazy. So again, I want to thank I want to thank you, Nick. I want to thank you, Ryan. I want to thank you, Wayne. And I want to thank all the other people that I've done it with and all the listeners. I can't stress it enough. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm serious. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you, listeners. Thank you, you three. It's been great. And I can't wait to do more. I've rambled I want to thank Jackson for everything he does and for the podcast. Because without you, Jackson, we wouldn't have the Historian Podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank historian for bringing up a great point there. Uh, funny little story. I reached out to Jackson because I had listened to one of his podcasts at. It's funny enough at school one day I was looking for something to listen to at lunch, you know, at university because days go slow, and I just looked up a Monster Jam podcast because it was coming near that date when the show was coming up, and I found Jackson's podcast, and I just I could tell he had such a passion for not only Monster Jam but. Uh, create having this creative show where he got to tell everybody what was you know what was going on in the monster jam world and i thought that was awesome so i reached out to him we uh we actually collaborated on an episode for tampa i don't know if everybody remembers that but we collaborated for an event updates episode in tampa where i, I kind of took on a hit reporter episode yeah 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 actually jackson's the entire reason i met my best friend wayne that's what's hilarious i had met I mean, not that I had met. I had seen Wayne. Wayne and I go to the same shows because we live really near each other. And he was always like this big Instagram, you know, personality because he had a huge following. I was always too shy to go up and talk to him. I was like, oh, there's that Avengers racing guy. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll never be cool with me. He's, he's too cool for me. And then uh, Jackson was just like, you should go up and talk to him. So I did after the Tampa show, and we've been best friends ever since. So without Jackson, I really wouldn't have met Wayne. I wouldn't have met a bunch of other awesome people in this community, and it's been awesome. <clears throat> Absolutely. And now I'm I'm going to ask a very difficult question for you three. In your opinion, whether or not you were a part of it or you listened to it, what was your favorite episode and why? Um, for me, oh, I'll let Ryan you, go. First. You, you go, go Nick. You go. Oh no! I was. This is going to sound very self-centered of me, but I absolutely <laughs> love podcasts, and I knew everybody was. Gonna, uh, everybody's going to call me out for saying this, but I, I loved the event updates podcast. They were great. I think they brought a new breath of life into the the podcast here. I think it was unique. I think it was interesting. We got a couple, couple listeners to it, but it was something that I really wanted to grow on with Jackson, and I know we were planning to do it in. Miami and a few other shows this year and then 
COVID happened and we, you know, things just kind of went awry. So we didn't really get to do what we wanted, but definitely next year, look out for more of those episodes because that's going to be fun. But I think those were definitely my favorite of the episodes that we've done just because they were so different and unique from the other episodes that it was enjoyable to you know listen to. It was refreshing. It was something new. I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the one with Cody Saucier. Uh, I, I, I loved listening to that one. I mean, I'm a little biased. Uh, my favorite one was probably the one, uh, Jackson that we did with Mike, the, uh, drafting, the drafting one. Uh, I, it just, that idea came to me one day and I was like, we got to do it. And so I brought it to your attention and, it, I had so much fun recording that, but then funny enough, I was the one that got confused how we were drafting. I thought we were drafting based on if they collectively had points, like a fantasy system, but I didn't know we were going based off like what you'd want to see at a show. And so I drafted all wrong. I picked uh, Neil Elliott first. I mean, I love Neil, but I would have gone with Ryan all day long, but it was so much fun to do, and I, I would love to do another one again. Well, before you I know, jump in on what Ryan said, oh. I'm going to let Wayne say what he has to say. Oh, oh thank you, man. <laughs> well, you know, I'd have to say one of my favorite podcasts, one of. I had a lot of fun times with Ryan and Nick, but my favorite, one of, would have to be the one with Monster Jam Lord Reagan. Because <laughs> yes. behind the scenes, we had a lot of stuff go on. It was hilarious. Do you remember oh the gosh. Monster if, Fridge? The Monster Fridge opening up. <laughs> What else did we have going on? We had that moment that I'm not, that I know, um, I, I can't say out loud because uh, it's not very PG-13. Because of legal reasons. Yeah, we'll, we'll say because of legal reasons, <laughs> but, but that moment definitely was the funniest. I wish I could find the file, but I don't know where it is. You would have made a bloopers from that. That was such a funny episode. That- Wayne will remember this. This is one of my personal favorites that never even released. We filmed. I, I hope Jackson one day can recover this audio. Oh, I know this I, one. Unreleased episode because you know Jackson lives in Aussie land. He's over there in Australia with kangaroos and oh, you know God. things. Stayed up until Wayne and I stayed up until three o'clock in the morning to start filming this episode here in Tampa, and I remember we filmed from three to five a.m. And when we were done, Jackson realized that all the files had corrupted. Oh, wait, hold, wait, hold up. I'm interested now. Can you remind me what that was specifically? Because I completely forget. Oh, you do? We, it was, I think it was in March or April. It was just after Corona had started. And we were talking about our histories as fans, like how we came into the sport and all that. And it was a really great conversation. We had yeah, it was very good. Oh, I think I remember that now. We did that on Discord, didn't we? Yeah, and then at 5 o'clock in the morning, Jackson's like, oh my god, you're not going to believe it. And we're like, he's like, all the data's corrupted. That happened one other time, I think, with... I think it was with... Oh god, I completely forget who it was. I think it was with... Um, there, there was an episode with me. That I think it, got it was. Corrupted. I think it was. It was with Ryan, yep. Josh Lee, and Ethan. Um, I, I, I forget what we were talking about. I completely forget what even happened in that episode because that was so long ago. But thankfully, I haven't had any experiences where the where the footage is corrupted. And if that happens again, I'm going to be really sad. 
Uh, so what are you talking? Cross, crossing two dying. Crossing my fingers. It doesn't happen again. Jackson. Crossing my fingers. Yes. We have someone else who wants to talk about his favorite episode. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Right, Continue. Right. Kermit. <laughs> oh, hey, buds. Uh, hey, podcaster people. Um, I'd have to say mine was episode uh, number four, the one talking about Gravedigger. That one was pretty good. But uh, I enjoy all the personalities on the podcast. And uh, I wish Jackson would invite me on, but uh, he says I'm not qualified. Hey, hold on. Hmm. What if I ever said that? So, in the DMs. So, uh, <laughs> we'll have to settle that another time. But uh, yeah, that's my favorite episode. Got a blast. Well, yeah, I. I oh. it. What were you that never say? really. I was saying one of my favorite episodes that never really came to fruition either. I still have half of these files on my phone. Wayne probably remembers when we were in Miami, we were supposed to be filming a tandem episode where That's we were right. pit recording. And then I, I still have the footage on my phone. And then I just totally forgot to continue filming because we were having such a random time on that trip. It was so fun. That vlog is coming out soon on Wayne's channel, but I wish... I kind of wish we would have finished that episode because that would have been by far my favorite. Well, one of them that I'm surprised that you, that you, Nick, and Wayne haven't talked about, and <clears throat> if Papa Historian is is around. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, you know, it was def, it was definitely that one. It, that one was def. You know, I have so many. I could go on for yonks about it, but the one with yonks? Papa Historian was so fun. Uh, I remember the struggles of not being able to have a good mic set up for both of us. I remember him just talking about random stuff. I remember me being me and saying, oh, actually, Dad, it happened at this place, not this place. And he'd go, oh, that's because you know everything. Um, you know, it was just it was just great. And the discussion that we had, even with him, you know, he brought up some great points too. And it was just a great time talking about just monster jam and ryan brought up one of the episodes that i truly love and it is coming out with the episodes that are getting re-uploaded to youtube um is the draft episode we did you know i've loved wwe and wrestling and they for those who aren't familiar they do a draft thing where they have two brands and they have drivers uh not sorry not drivers they have wrestlers from one brand and wrestlers from another and they trade some and they do a whole show about it it's a bit different to what me and Ryan, me Ryan and Mike did but it was kind of similar so i adapted yeah. that idea and we came up for it and that was it, from the moment that Ryan pitched that idea to uh, it to me to the moment i released it it was so fun because i stayed up the previous night i don't know i spent at least an hour coming up with my my dream list which most of which got taken away but that's that's besides the point i had so much fun picking who i wanted and hoping that no one would take my people and then and ryan correct me if i'm wrong i felt very competitive doing it during the episode i felt so competitive trying to compete to go okay i want this driver you better not take it from me or i'm gonna slap you silly you know i it was so competitive i mean i feel like we all have our own favorite drivers uh i mean it there's definitely some that got taken away from me and i know several that got taken away from you but uh 
Yeah, I had a blast doing that. I, I, I'm trying to figure out a different way for us to do it that's not the exact same way. But uh, I, I would definitely be down to do that again. But another podcast that I don't know how I forgot about it, but uh, the one with KCG. Yes. That one was one of my favorites. But the reason why it was one of my favorites was after the podcast, after it was done recording, Casey took the time and spent about 30 minutes with us after the podcast and just talked with us. That's just talked of, with us. That's one of the other things, too, is that, you know, I've done some with some people, uh, for those very dedicated fans, I did it with um, uh, the one that I did about the long game, the fictional Rigs of Rods series that does the retro monster truck uh, videos, and uh, ever since then, I've been talking to quite a lot of them, and we spent about, like, two hours just talking about random stuff afterwards, and... Uh, you know, I've made, I made some friends out of there from talking, if from that episode, shout out to the Froman Deli, um, he was, you know, he's one of my greatest friends, and I've loved, you know, he's so great, I really wish I could bring him on another one, um, but yeah, that was, you know, uh, Ryan, that was another great episode, the one with KCG, I really had a lot of fun recording that one, of course, the one with Cody. One, Another one that I really had fun doing was the John Seasock one. He was so down-to-earth, and he was so just kind, and he was so genuine, and that was the... F- I think that was the first time, other than the diecast one I did, which also <coughs> was great. Um, uh, it was the first time I really did the fan questions, and ever since then, I've been trying to do more of them. I've been trying to get more interviews where I let it to you guys to ask the questions because I could come up with a million questions but my fans you know I have the lucky opportunity to talk to the driver but some of the other fans might not so I give that opportunity to my fans to ask the driver or or leave me a question and for me to ask it to that driver on my behalf on oh, sorry on their behalf so I've had fun doing that, and then. Um, oh, every I have a question for a driver. It's always no, Nick. You can't ask the driver that, and I always you get said, banned hey, from hey, hey, we've got some boundaries here. Calm down. Yeah. Hey, I was just want to mention you talk about John Seasock being a down to earth guy. A lot of the Monster Jam drivers, if not most to all of them, are really down to earth people. It's like it's one big family, especially when you go to the pit parties, although unfortunately won't be having them for a while. All the drivers are so personal. They let you take a picture. You can actually talk to them for a few minutes and stuff. You can hang out. It's just if it's so different than a lot of other sports because when you go to a baseball game, you can't exactly meet every single baseball player and stuff unless you pay a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And Monster Jam down here in Florida, they have free pit parties if you get a Ford pass. But everywhere else, it's only $20 or $15 for a pit party pass. And you can go and see all the drivers and meet them. And a lot of them are down earth guys and girls and the people that work behind the scenes as well. Everybody is so amazing. It's such an amazing community. And I just wanted to say that before I have to head out a little early, unfortunately. But that's one awesome thing about the Monster Jam community. You guys, the drivers, people behind the scenes and even our viewers, everybody's down to earth, and it feels like one big family a lot, even though we have our fights, have our moments, and we also have some pizza. 
Got to bring it back to pizza. Very, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> All well, right. Pete, it was good talking to you guys. All right. Sorry, well, thank Wayne, you, Wade, for coming on and talking for a little bit. We appreciate it, man, and take care. Thank you, and thank you all the viewers for watching. Jackson, keep on watching, and we'll see you guys later. I will. Good night, Wayne. Him. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you. Peace I will out. sleep tight. No bed bugs will bite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to pick up what Wayne was saying, though. I'm going to do a little pitch. Um, the early access pass to the pit party. If there are any fans out there listening that have been kind of either on the fence or have never done that before, it's only like a $10, $10 I think, upgrade in price. And you get – it's an hour before the regular pit party, and there's nobody there. I mean nobody there. Like when I went uh, to St. Louis last year, I bought the early access pass, and I've just started doing that from now on because I got to sit and talk with Neil Elliott for five minutes at the pit party. Just pick his mind and just talk to him. And I, I don't get to do that uh, at a regular pit party because all the ushers are like, you got to go, you got to go. And I, you can make it through almost every driver uh, when you do that. And I did it in Arlington. I talked to Camden for a near 10 minutes. Like, no, like there was only three people in line, and the usher just let me talk to him. And I just talked and talked and talked to Camden. And that's why we're so close right now is like, it, these opportunities that I get just to get to talk with them and I, I, anybody out there, I highly encourage you do that because if you want to get close with these drivers, that'll let you do it. Absolutely. It's, it's about connecting with the drivers. That makes the whole Monster Jam experience more enjoyable. Getting to connect with the drivers and the trucks too. But, you know, you get, you at least get to see the trucks, but, you know, if you don't see the driver, or if, or if you're not talking to the driver, you, you don't really have that connection. Whereas if you do, like Ryan, what you said, you buy the um, early access, you get in, you get to talk to the drivers, you get to ask them whatever you want, you get to, you know, connect. And then instantly from there, to keep using the same word I've been using, connection, you create that sort of bond that kind of really can't be broken because you've took the time to talk to them and, you know, you've probably made their day and their days or your day has been made by them talking to you. So it's definitely worth that experience. And I, I'm glad we kind of brought it back to the Monster Jam experience. I don't really want to take the focus, you know, it is the podcast anniversary, but I don't really want to take the focus away from Monster Jam because really I think we can imagine without Monster Jam, where would we be? Really? Yeah. Let's let's think about it. where would we be? I wouldn't be doing this. So I think it's important that we bring it back to Monster Jam here and there, which is why we're gonna be talking a little bit about Arlington. So if you guys wanna skip to there, I might put a time timer uh, what's it called? A timestamp up on the screen. Yeah, up there. There we go. So you guys can skip to that in case you guys don't want to hear us ramble on about the podcast My stuff. Face. If you want to skip through the whole part Wayne was in, you can start here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to... Oh. We need to put it in at the beginning of the video. If you want to skip the part where Avengers Racing shuts up, just click here. <laughs> I, can't I can't wait to, to tell him and say that I, I only just realized this as he was doing Kermit. Uh, his cam, like his camera got frozen. So it was just this one face 
for like I don't know for about like ten minutes. It was just it was just Wayne's face. So when he was doing Kermit, it was just him, just like just for ten minutes. Dude, I noticed that he was just, it was he, it was just frozen for him for so long. But I think it made the Kermit impression even better because <laughs> he wasn't even touching Kermit at all, and the Kermit just started. <laughs> oh God! <clears throat> all right, so this one. Uh, these next two, they kind of feed off of similar to what I asked previously. So this one is more about you guys being on for an episode. So in your opinion, what is your favorite discussion that we've had and why? Um, I... If we're talking about, like, a... Like, a good in-depth conversation. Uh, it was more learning. This, there were two different categories for me. The KCG one was really like informational, like wanting to be a live host myself. I, it was really nice to just talk with her about like her experiences and stuff like that. And that's why I was so grateful when she talked to us after the podcast. That I want, I asked her a couple questions and I just wanted to know what she thought. But for, like, the most fun I've ever had on a podcast, just, like, rambling on back and forth and, like, discussing stuff like that was definitely the draft. That was so much fun getting to see, like, what their opinion of their favorite driver is and stuff like that. But, Nick, I want to know from you which one yours was. Well, I have a few favorites because I can't pick between, like, because we've had so many good discussions. But, Jackson, I don't even know if you remember this, but way back when I think it was, like, my first or second episode – we did our fantasy uh, – no, it was right after Tyler Meninga had won Triple Threat, and we talked about our fantasy lineups for World Finals, and we just got into this, like, three-hour-long discussion I think we about were... why who should go in when. <clears throat> I know Ethan Jones that episode. It was – that was a good episode. I enjoyed that commentary, but I also loved – and this is going to be hilarious – the commentary with Papa Historian on that episode. It was so much fun to have him on. This man cracked open a beer, sat back, and just started rambling. And it was the best thing I think I've ever, ever experienced in terms of this community because you can tell he he cares so much about Jackson's experience and you know how they go to shows together and stuff. But he finds a way to make it so hilarious. So he can be telling you a story of them walking to the show and you'll be pissing yourself laughing for five minutes well it's it's uh, you know i'm glad you bring up that point you know he he pretty much was the sole reason you know i've always wanted to tell this story he was the sole reason why i started this you know it all came from him you know he listens to podcast he's going to be so confused when he walks by because he thinks i'm supposed to be talking about monster jam but i'm just talking about his pod his favorite podcast but he listens to a podcast, I don't know if you two are really into pop culture and stuff, but he listens to a podcast called Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and someone, I forget the other guy, he's going to kill me for this. Pardon me? I have heard of that one. Personally, my go-to podcasts are Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend and The Joe Rogan Show, but I have heard of uh, the Hollywood Babel, I have heard of that. So that's actually kind of funny that he listens to that. Yeah, so he's been listening, to, or he continues to listen to that, and the other day he asked me, and he's, uh, well, of course, this is what when it was last year and he was toying with the idea. He said, hey, Jackson, has anyone ever done a, a Monster Jam 
podcast. And I said, people have done Monster Truck podcasts, but I think no one's ever done a strictly Monster Jam podcast. And that was the passion. It started from that moment. I was like, do you know what? I think I could do it. So I started doing that. And then from there on, I continued to do it. And then, you know, obviously, we're the OGs. Who remembers the we- uh, sorry, Monster Jam Weekly Podcast. I wish, I wish, you know, Nick kind of grilled me at first when I changed the name, but, you know, I've continued- I, hey, I've continued to talk about Monster Jam from that, from, still from that moment. I haven't, uh, you know, gone away from it, but, um, I really wish I could keep that name, but I don't think I can, so- Sad boy hours, but anyway, so that was the story, and that was kind of how I got to this whole place, and you're absolutely right, you know, he was the one that introduced me to this, and that's why we go to all these shows, because one, I'm not rich, um, two, he has just, um, you know, he's very into it as well, he may not know all the drivers' names, or what happened at this show, and who won, or whatever, but he has that excitement when someone does something cool. He'll bloody get up and go, like, holy crap, did this man just do a double backflip? That's pretty cool. And he'll just sit back and oh, mate. a beer and chug it or whatever. Did you see that one time Camden Elliott, he did that backflip there in the Maximum Digger. That was awesome. <laughs> That's kind of like... Absolutely. And, um... Damn, I gotta think of... Actually, going back to what yeah. Ryan said earlier... Um, one of the favorite things about that podcast is what happened, uh, after it, where we were so struck, well, there's two parts to this. The first part was when we were so struck on figuring out who picked the best liner, because you guys both convinced me, and I convinced myself, that my lineup was crap. I was like, okay, this lineup is just not good compared to what Ryan and Mike have got, and I was like... Alright, so uh, it's very hard to pick between these two. And then I thought of the idea on the spot and I said, you know what, I should ask Instagram what their favorite lineup was. So then, as I released it, I said, okay guys, you've just listened to this episode, now pick who had the best lineup. And then we were checking, or I was checking Instagram, because I still have... Um, the Instagram thing, and I checked it the other morning, I was like, I was half asleep, and I looked at it, I'm like, what? Like, what? What? Like, my lineup apparently was the best according to my fans, and Nick even convinced me that mine was better than everyone else, and I was like, I don't... Mike was so salty. He was so salty. He was like, oh my god, your lineup, it's like, your lineup wasn't even good, and I'm like, I know, but that's what they were the for. The only reason I picked your lineup was because you had Morgan Kane in there. That's literally knew, the only reason. I knew that's exactly why you picked it. To be honest, it's kind of so, why I did pick it. Any oh, that's why I did pick him anyway. Because I was like, do you know what? Nick's gonna be on my side if I pick Morgan. I may as well just do it for the sake of doing it. You also had Ryan Anderson, didn't you? No, Mike had Ryan. Mike had Mike had Adam and Ryan and no Max D driver on his tour. No, you had mints, didn't you? I had mints. Yeah, so you had Kane and mints. Like, I'm not gonna vote for anything but that pairing. Like, <laughs> just anything in Kane, and it doesn't really matter. 
Because the order for that draft was it was me, then Mike, then you. Yeah, so I, ba so, I basically had to step up my, you know, I had to step it up. I had to pick pick wisely. I was like, I have to pick someone good before they. How did he get drafted third? That's my question. Because we did a. Because Jackson, Where? I remember he, uh, since he was the host, he was like, I'll go last. And. Like Ryan, oh, no, 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 no. We did a we did a number draft. So you and Mike picked a number out of one through ten that I had. Yeah. And that's what shows you two. And then yeah, so that's how we did that. But I remember in there that uh, I Morgan was my next driver that I was gonna pick because <laughs> I had Neil and I didn't have a grave digger driver. And then and then Jackson, you picked Morgan and I was next up and I was just like. No, and so I was like, I guess I'll take Charlie, but I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That, yeah. Speaking of oh. funny story, I'm gonna interrupt here with a, with a hilarious story. I wish Wayne was still here to tell this story, but I just remembered that in Miami, part of that vlog that we were supposed to do to release as an episode, there was just audio footage of me crying. <laughs> And everybody was like, I, I played it for everybody. I'm like, why, why are you crying? Why are you crying? It's because Morgan blew a motor that show and couldn't do freestyle. And I sat in my seat and cried. And I took a video of it for the podcast and it never got published. Like I said, well, that was one could, of the things that I would. We could still put it out. We could put, we could, we could release it as a unreleased until now. Or, or something. You're going to get to piece of gold this podcast is actual gold there's comedy <laughs> comedy gold there's me crying there's <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know about you two but i i don't think i'm sold as much except for the bit where nick is crying i don't, I don't know about you guys and it, it was so stupid and i really don't want the footage ever getting out but i mean i might as well <laughs> like i, mean, I have no i mean you don't have to but you know, the, no you but guys. i the meme ability that's going to come out of that sky high. I know the there, memes are just. There have only been a few times that I've actually cried at Monster Jam events. Uh, the first one was when, the first one was when Ryan won freestyle at World Finals 19. Yes. That one I got pretty emotional about, and then the other one was at the uh, World Finals uh, 20. Yeah, World Finals 20 when Jimmy Creighton won racing. That 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 one that one really got me. Um, oh, and then the other one was uh, so World Finals nineteen was my first World Finals, mm. and my dad and I that has been my childhood dream, and so we did it for my senior trip. We went there, and I, when all the trucks came out at the very end, and Adam and Ryan were the ones that walked away as champions, I just broke down. I was like, "It's over!" Like this was my dream. Two days, it's over. And I, it, it, it's crazy how this sport can just, just tear at your heart. Like you've put so much time invested in, you've watched these drivers grow, and I, it's just why I love Monster Jam so much. Yeah. Now that we're on the bandwagon of telling stories, times I've cried. I think I've cried five times. <laughs> I Ryan, I wouldn't count the the story in Miami of me crying a sad. I think it was out of pure frustration. Because we drove six hours there and six hours back just to do that. And I had sunk thousands of dollars in that weekend to go see that Morgan perform. And he just blew the motor 
and didn't even get to freestyle. So that was more of a frustration cry for me. But I cried when Jimmy Creighton won racing because that was like a huge, huge burden lifted. I knew that guy had been fighting for that for so long. It was just so, so much of a relief to see that lifted off of his shoulders and, you know, him finally get to take that championship home. Uh, number two, I remember when Dennis Anderson's career ended here in Tampa. I remember that that night vividly. That is one of the shows that I remember start to finish. I think every single run, every single freestyle move that he did that night. And I just remember seeing that medical cart carrying him off the track. And I realized like it hit me that that may be the last time that I got to see him, you know, drive Gravedigger in front of me at, you know, my hometown. And that was somebody who I've idolized all my life. So that was, that was a little rough for me. Uh, that was that was a rough experience. That's two right there. I definitely did. Uh, ooh, I'm trying to remember what happened now. Oh, when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame here in Tampa, too. That was that was mm-hmm. definitely that was a little bit of a tear jerking moment. There. I had to, I had to wipe a little tear out of my eye right there because that was a that was such a unique moment, such an important part of not only Monster Jam history but Dennis's career itself. To be able to be there and see that happen especially because he didn't even know that it was going to happen. So his just raw, genuine reaction was so amazing and so awesome. It was just so amazing to see. And then the only other time that I think I've ever shown emotion at a show, and this is going to sound so stupid, but was when I met Dennis Anderson again at the pit party for the first time since I had talked to him after he retired. I just lost it. I uh, it sounds so stupid, but I could not. I just gave this man a huge hug, and I like cried into his shoulder, like the man that I am. It was great. Well, actually, I just remembered something very interesting, and Nick is gonna go, "Holy crap!" Back at my first ever Monster Jam show, which was in Brisbane, two thousand fourteen, which I, I think, for the reason that I'm about to uh, mention, I really remember nothing other than Mark McDonald got to drive one of the coolest trucks ever, the KFC Big Bash League um, truck, which was really cool. Um, so Morgan, at the time, was driving Max D, and we had a giant banner, or sorry, yeah, me and Dad, we had a giant banner for him. We gave one to him, and we took one home, which now hangs up in my room at um, my mom's house, and one of the memories that happened was something similar to what happened at Miami, Nick. Guess what happened? Oh, no. His truck failed. His truck failed, so he got to compete in racing, and then his truck, I don't know what happened, because it was like, what, it was six years ago, his truck I think the engine, uh, he blew, he blew a motor, and I went home crying. I was so upset. Ser- like, seriously, I'm not even making this up. Like, the same thing happened. I was so upset, because I was like, my man, Morgan Kane in Max D, the one dude, the one of two drivers I got autographs from, that I waited in the line all day for, can't even come out for freestyle. I was so upset. It was just. Well, I, it was just. I, this memory will have a happy ending for you. I hope you know that he still has that banner. We were talking about it. Well, he still has. Good, 
good job. I'm happy now. But that's super cool. I guess I guess we can say that that me crying at that show almost well, six years ago was worth it. Oh, hold all on. Right, first we... off, camera. But I got this. I just pulled this out. This is the first ever picture that there is of me and Dennis Anderson together. Right there. I'm just wow. sharing that. Holy crap. Casting. This is a vintage 2004 photo right there. There you go. 2004. That's crazy. 2004. And there's Adam Anderson with his bald head over there. Adam Anderson. <laughs> Looking at the head. So there you from, go. That's from 2004. That's nuts. That's right. 2004. Look at little baby Nick. Look at look at baby Nick. Isn't it funny Not, that, no. that that Nick in that photo looks like Gino? Shut up. <laughs> Let's not bring up. Well, anyway, my, um, I'm just gonna. Man, oh, what were you gonna that's say? That's an entire on itself. Well, I'm gonna try and get through the last two things I have to ask you about the podcast stuff, and then finally we can talk about Arlington a bit more. And Ryan can do the thing that he told me that he was gonna do, which I'm sure he's excited to do. So, second to last question, favorite moment from the podcast. So this can be a recording, it can be a blooper, it can be anything. I want to hear what you guys have to say, so go for it. I, th- I think it was more, uh, the, there, there are so many good moments. Uh, I think really the one thing that really had me hooked is when you first started the podcast, the thing that really drew me in was your bloopers. <laughs> Because oh, that's the fir- because that that's the first thing that I saw uh, before I even started doing the podcast. When you posted for the first time, I was like, "This is a cool little twist that he's like including bloopers into this." And I was like, "I gotta be a part of this." And so the moment I fell in love with the podcast was when I made the "Uh oh, stinky poo poo" <laughs> that joke in the podcast, and then I did my lawnmower noise, and then from there I was like. I'm hooked. This is the greatest thing ever. Well, before Nick says anything, I really want to talk about that moment because I don't know if if you even remember what happened, but the timing of that, the the timing for me could not have been worse. At that, just before he said that, I was like, holy crap, I'm thirsty. I need some water. (laughs) So then... So then he said I'd, in the blooper reel, which you can listen to on my Instagram if you scroll down in the um, things a bit, you can hear, it's very subtle, but as <laughs> Ryan says, uh-oh, stinky, I just, I just, I spat the water out and I just go, <laughs> like, I'm just dying in the background and I'm la- like, I'm coughing and laughing so hard. It was, it felt awful, but listening back to it, it's so funny. And the first time that I did the podcast with Ethan was just filled of so many dumb and stupid moments. And it was just so funny. I laughed, you know, I listened to it the other day ago. I listened to it again just for no reason whatsoever. I just pissed myself laughing. I, I, I don't know how. I had never heard... Randy Downtown Brown ever in my life, and when Ethan Never. said, and when Ethan said that, just out of the blue, I just couldn't, I just could, I just, I just burst into laughter. It was too much. I just, you got it. It was so you funny. Some downtown Randy Brown. <laughs> Pretty much, that's what happened, and I just pissed myself laughing. It was so funny, 
And that's another thing that I loved about doing these, is having just stupid moments. This is, guys, this is why we don't do it live. And I said that in one of the bloopers, because I make so many mistakes, and it's just... Speed, I am speed. <laughs> there you go. There's another one. It's just... Yeah. It's so... Inside it's just so yes. funny. One My... eye... What, oh, uh, uh, one more, one one more really good one that I remember is no. when <laughs> when we were doing a podcast with Ethan. <gasps> yes, 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 I know this one. And we were talking about our favorite drivers, and oh. I brought up Tyler Meninga because, in my oh, opinion, in my opinion, based solely on talent, I think Meninga is the best gravedigger driver solely based on talent. I mean, you could go on and on about how. Dennis is great, but strictly on talent. And we were talking about this. And Ethan was mentioning how great Tyler was. And so he said, Tyler Meniga is absolute, and he was about to say absolutely amazing. And his dog jumps up on the keyboard, and he goes, <laughs> And so he, he goes, Tyler Meniga is absolute, <laughs> Perfect time. And Jackson and I are just like, wait. What? <laughs> so and he, good. And he just casually went on. About, I don't even think he realized when he said it. He was just, he was just there. And then we were just like, so Tyler Manning is just absolute. Shit. And then he's just like, no, my dog jumped up and he knocked my TV off. I was just, it was so dumb and so funny. I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I knew the moment that you started talking about it, I was like, this is the moment, bro. That was so funny. <laughs> Tyler Benninger is my, oh my, my personal favorite memory. We laughed so unbelievably hard that night. I don't think I have ever laughed so hard in my life. It was the night that it was Jackson, me, Wayne, I think Ethan Jones and a few other people. And we read, there's this like one, I, I think everybody who knows what I'm talking about is going to understand what I'm saying right now. Oh, it's like some, some stupid story that was so inappropriate. That I don't even dare to say its name out loud. It's such an inappropriate. I have things I want to say and I'm not going to say them. <laughs> That's confidential classified legal information. We can't disclose anything that's been Nick, discussed there. Nick, I'm going to have a talk. I just, just, I hope you know that I'm going to have a stern talking to you after this episode. I'm not going to bring it up now, but I'm going to talk to you at the end. <laughs> Moving <laughs> past that, I have one more thing to ask you guys about the podcast. And it's, it's, it pretty much, you guys can sum it up in a sentence or two. So, finally, what would you expect to see in the future from this podcast? Or like to see, I should say. Uh, kind of like what we did with the weekly, uh, podcast. So, I know you said you had a lot of fun doing it, where you would keep the stats for the week, and then we would all talk about it and stuff like that. I thought it was good conversation, keeping up with the drivers week by week. And then kind of what Nick was saying, if we have a thing where you, we designate one fan uh, at every show uh, that we know is going to go, or not like every like a good stadium show, and we have somebody interview a driver. You're trying to replace my job, man? Come on. 
you can be that person, Nick. I'm just saying, you and know. like, yes. I'm just saying, if we can get people to like start interviewing these drivers week by week, and I think that would be so fun. Absolutely, hundred percent. Sign up for this week's giveaway. It is a driver card signed by Todd LaDuke's crew chief. It's absolutely useless. I'm looking through my. I will my give phone. you my liver. Whoa! You'll give your liver. Okay. Here, I'm actually going to give this away, though. Let's do a giveaway this episode. Surprise, Jackson. I just added a giveaway to your episode. Congratulations. Yes, please Whoever... Yes, please do it on my behalf, because I really don't want to ship something from from Australia to America. In this giveaway, guys, we you should... are going to get Nick, if this. You're, if, Nick, if you're actually willing to give this away and possibly something else, I'm going to thank you. Because, I'm not joking. About because this, I really this. don't. I really don't want to. Like I, I'm okay with going out and buying something myself, but to ship it to America, nah. <laughs> All right. This, okay. Thank you. Okay. So this is oh. a genuine signed Morgan Kane hero card right here. This is going. It's got some weird stains on it. This is going <laughs> to the <laughs> authentic. Authentic. <laughs> And take this is this came through my backpack in Miami, so this is probably why it was a disaster. Genuine <laughs> Miami hero card right here. If you win, you're gonna get this, and you're also gonna get. All and right, all right. Maybe yes. not that. <laughs> maybe maybe not that last one. All right. So finally, we finished. Talk- gonna- we finished talking about the podcast itself. So now. It's time to talk about the thing that everyone's been wanting to hear about, Arlington. Obviously, it's coming up. So firstly, I want to say, make sure to stay connected to social media to see the return of Monster Jam in Arlington, Texas, this Saturday and Sunday, October 24th and 25th. Tickets are still available, and go to monsterjam.com forward slash tickets. That's monsterjam.com forward slash tickets. Go there and have fun. And if you guys can't show up, well then, as I said, stay tuned because social media is going to be blowing up. And I think collectively between us three uh, and Wayne, we're going to be posting a crap ton of this stuff. And I'm going to try my very best to post as much as I can about it because I really want to document this historic event. So, um, before we close off, um, let's talk a bit more about Arlington, because I'm sure you guys are really wanting to, and I'm really wanting to see what, what, uh, Ryan's, uh, hiding under the, under the hoodie here. So, firstly, predictions, guys. Who do you think we, you know, me and Ryan had a little bit of a discussion before we got on. Who do you think's going to take what and why? So, let's go for it. I want to hear Nick's first. I want to see what he what he thinks. Yeah, I kind of want. I want to hear from Nick. I told you. I told everybody I was going to say this. I plan. This is the only phrase that I've gone into this show. Oh no! Ready to? Are you ready? Kristen Anderson's driving in a stadium event. Poggers, <laughs> she's going to win. I'm calling it right now. Freestyle. She's going to win freestyle. She's going to have an absolute breakout performance. And all you naysayers who said, "Oh, she sucks. She's horrible. She sucks this. She sucks that." Guess what? In your face, she's going to win with a perfect 40. <laughs> oh, actually, they don't give 40s anymore. But anyway, it's out of 10 now, but still. Perfect 40. 10.000. 0, 0, 0. 
All right. <laughs> Two wheel skills. My man, I I have a weird relationship with this guy. I lose hope in him, and then I really like him on some days. And other days, I really like him, and I love to support him. And then some other days, I'm a little bit disappointed in his performance. But I think skills is going to go to Bari Musauer in this show. Ooh. I think he's going to absolutely dominate. He's come off of the a few arena years here where that's really where I found my disappointment. Maybe not really in him, but by the scheduling for him. So I think that arena experience is going to really come out here, and he's going to have a really big floor to play around with because Bari's a veteran. He knows exactly what he's doing and where he wants to go on the track at all times. So he's going to show off that expertise in two-wheel skills, and I think he's going to beat the likes of Ryan Anderson. I definitely do. I think it's going to be an interesting two-wheel skills event for him, and racing should be fun, as always. I'm always rooting for a gravedigger, but this show, I think, is finally time for Lindsey Wink to win another racing stadium show. I think uh, you're going to see either Ryan or Adam facing off with him in the finals. I know Ryan and Adam are going to have... I'm predicting it right now. Adam are not going to do very well in Arlington. And the main reason that I say this is they are not in trucks they're used to. They're not in trucks that they vibe with. You know, Adam's not in Gravedigger. Ryan's not in Son of a Digger. Ryan's rarely driven anything other than Gravedigger. I think he's driven Spider-Man, and that's about it. But there's two shows that weekend, right? Yeah, there's two. Mm -hmm. There's one on Saturday and there's one on Sunday. I would say, I'm going to say it right now just to piss a bunch of people off (laughs) who listen to this episode. Anderson's winning two freestyle competitions in your face. Two wheel skills. The second day is going to go to Ryan Anderson. He's going to figure out how the vibes are going. He's going to he's going to go into it, you know, knowing how the track is feeling because this is going to be a different experience for all of us. We're all going to see the the fans are a little bit different. There's no pit party to give the energy to the drivers. So I think your underdog drivers who normally do not perform as well in stadiums are going to have kind of an equal playing field because I know guys like Todd Leduc thrive off of that ego building from the pit party and you know seeing the fans and all that. So they're not going to have that this show. They're not going to have the fan interaction to go off of. So it's really going to be a level playing field for everybody. So your second show, I think Adam Anderson wins racing. Ryan Anderson wins two-wheel skills. And Kristen Anderson wins freestyle. Cleans out the sweep for Kristen for freestyle over the weekend. And it cleans out an Anderson sweep for the second day. Those are some pretty damn good predictions. And if I may, uh, Ryan, I'm going to quickly give mine. So I was telling Ryan this earlier. Um... I actually think for racing, for specifically the first show only, it's going to be, uh, okay, either an independent is going to come this close to taking racing, or they are going to take racing. And the reason I say it, this is my reasoning. All the other drivers, most of them uh, that are in this lineup, have had some experience of driving their truck. Lindsay has had only a little bit, a little bit, but he hasn't really driven it. In fact, he hasn't driven his truck since around March or so. But the independents, they have been driving in shows. That's the thing I want to stress, is that they've been driving in shows where they do racing. Uh, They do the equivalent of skills, and they do freestyle. So I think in that sense, they are going to be the dominant ones in racing on the first night. Because I think on the first night, everyone's going to be a little bit rusty, and it's going to be a bit chaotic. Whereas, I think on the second night, it's going to be someone that we know of, because they've then had that experience, and as Nick said before, they're going to know how the track feels, they're going to know how the truck feels. So I think on the first night, 
Uh, it's going to be an indie. I want to put my money on Corey Rummel for skills. Actually, no, I'm going to go for racing on the second night. I think I kind of want to go with what Nick said. So I'm going to say Lindsay Wink on the second show for skill. Oh, sorry, for skills on the first show, I'm going to go with Tom Mance. Um, on the second show, I'm actually going to go with Ryan in Bakugan. And for freestyle, I think... I think on the first night, it... Mm, man, this is going to be hard. I want to say Ryan. And then on the second night, for freestyle, I'm going to just throw a wild card out there and say Todd. So there's my predictions. You can say whatever you want about them. <laughs> Interject and say... Uh, if there's going to be one person who has a breakout weekend, and it may be the weekend that launches their career in Monster Jam. I don't know if any of you are going to know what I'm about to say. I think Chris Kohler is going to have a break, even if he doesn't win a competition. If he does as good as Jim has done in the past, or if he gives us something new and you know has his own kind of flair and style, because I know he doesn't independent shows. He's really big in the independent scene. He's done super well in the shows that he's competed in. But Monster Jam is a totally different stage when you move up. This is like, you know, Little League to Big League Baseball. This is totally different, you know, where the fans are – there's a bigger fan base here. There's uh, bigger floors. There's bigger tracks. There's bigger moves. There's a bigger expectation for what a driver needs to be in Monster Jam. And I think Chris is going to adapt to that really well. I think he's going to adapt to it really fast. It's just going to be whether or not – he's able to compete with the likes of Tom Mintz and, you know, Adam Anderson. But if he can hold his own and do pretty good, I think he's going to he's gonna pick himself up a few fans here, and it's going to be a good weekend for him. I agree. Absolutely. All right, Ryan, down to you, bud. Well, I'm going to step off camera for about five seconds, and when I come back, I will have the shirt of the driver I think is going to take control this weekend. All righty, then. We have to... Uh, we're going to put a little a little interlude clip here, some interlude music. You know, doo, 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 doo. Oh. Hey. If I didn't already have to say it, the man that needs no break, that COVID can't even beat, Ryan Anderson and not Son of a Digger, Bakugan Dragonoid. Now, I'm not saying Ryan's going to have the most dominant weekend because there's such great competition. But if there's one driver that can get back in the truck after this long break and can throw it down, it's Ryan Anderson. So here goes my predictions. I'm going to do it a little bit differently than you guys. I'm going to do who I think has the greatest shot both, both days to win that competition, and then I'm going to pick a dark horse that I think could do really well. All right. So for the, so for the first one, racing. I think Ryan Anderson has the best shot. Even though it's going to be a little difficult for him to figure out that truck uh, in racing, uh, I think Ryan, he can uh, put it to the put his foot to the floor, and I think he can, he, he can drift in racing better than anybody, and uh, I think he can get it done. But my dark horse, I got to go Corey Rummel. Uh, in 2020, he was looking great in Megalodon. Uh, I saw him in St. Louis uh, in that figure eight track. Uh, he was doing really well there. Uh, I think he could be somebody. Uh, Lindsey Wink was somebody that crossed my mind. Uh, but with him not being in the truck uh, for that long period of time, I don't know how well he's going to do uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, for skills, 
Tom Mintz, I think, is somebody that can come out and consistently do moonwalks, and that appeals to the fans. People have ate that up for years, and Tom can Tom can get it done. My dark horse for that competition is not really necessarily a dark horse, but I got to go Todd LaDuke. If Todd LaDuke can do the skills or the two wheel skills uh, uh, a couple years ago that he was doing when he would like get it up on the bicycle and roll over almost every weekend and bring it back on all fours. If he can do something like that and get the fans' attention, I think he could get a shot. It's also, I think, going to be really good to note that I think these fans are going to be very easy to impress. Uh, I think for skills, whoever gets out early in racing, whoever can put up a good score early in skills I think is going to carry throughout the competition. It's going to be more difficult to beat. So I think if you're looking at maybe uh, Nick Pagliarulo, maybe if he can get something good going, maybe Bryce Kinney, if he can get a save or something, something going like that, I'd have to go there. Uh, and then for freestyle, it's a toss up. I mean, you can literally go anybody in this field. I don't think the winner of freestyle this this upcoming weekend is going to be like a Ryan Anderson run where it's consistent, big air, flow, and stuff like that. I think it's going to be a wow factor move. And I think there's a lot of heavy hitters in the pack that can do that. A uh, couple of drivers that I'm like really excited to see. Number one, I, I just cannot wait to see Kristen Thank you. Thank dominate and Gravedigger. Like, I have been waiting for this for so long. They need to pull her out of arenas. You cannot confine an Anderson into an arena. She's not, she's not room to do things. You can't do that. And giving Kristen this opportunity is huge. And I, I, when this dropped, I was so excited. And uh, I'm also very excited to see Chris compete because I know he said that he'd been trying to do this, uh, the consecutive backflip. And he tried doing it in Evansville. And I think if maybe he can get uh, he's been in the truck more, and he's been able to figure out what the truck can do. And if he can do something, I, I just can't wait. It two-day event, uh, these heavy hitters. I just, I, I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. It's been pretty much. Um, oh, sorry. I was gonna say I'm going to do something a little different. I think it would be interesting to see, or you know, highlight some of where I think the weaknesses will be with certain drivers this weekend because it's been so long since we've seen them. So I think it would be, if Jackson allows, interesting to talk about what the possible weaknesses would be for some of the drivers going into this weekend. Because it's, like I said, it's been a really long time since we've seen everybody, kind of. So, like, personally, I feel like Todd LaDuke is going to get in his own head. That's I think that's my first problem with that. I think Todd wants to perform at a caliber so much higher than everybody else that he is going to, I don't want to say like try hard, but I think he's going to overdo it a little bit. And what we're talking about with the simplicity, that it's going to be easy to impress fans. I don't know how well Todd's all or nothing mindset is going to work with the current state of the show. You know, the show is going to be different from everything else. So it's going to be interesting to see how drivers adapt. But Todd is one of those people who has always got the same style. He's always knows what he wants. He's determined to have, it his way like he's not going to change how he does things for other drivers he's going to do his own thing which is good at every show it's good you had world finals 20 he absolutely blew everybody out of the water with that mindset just like he did at world finals 15 
but I think it's going to be a problem for him going into this show if he doesn't tweak his his abilities over the course of the show. Because other drivers tend to adapt, but he's always in your face. He's always loud. He's always right there. He's always got the same game plan going in everything. And I don't know how well that's going to work for him. As far as the independents go, uh, they have a chance to seal the show here. But they need to be on top of their game because they have failed drivers here who have not been in the truck for so long. Some of them, like Ryan Anderson, aren't even in their own chassis. So they don't know how the truck is going to perform, what's going to happen, you know, come showtime. They need to be ready to bite immediately they need to be able to grab you know the fish hook and go they need to be able to perform at the caliber that they are maybe even a little better and if somebody like i know ryan was saying chris can pull off something amazing a wow moment like that consecutive backflip that's what it's going to take to win freestyle competition so it's interesting and in that in that you know conversation i would include kristen i would basically group kristen with the independence is where i kind of put her in my in my mindset because she's getting kind of like pushed out of the limelight by monster jam so much that it's interesting to see her come back. And she's got so much potential that I'm worried that, again, they're either going to choke or try to overdo it, and that's going to be the major downfall. So this show has to be simple. It has to be back to the roots of Monster Jam. It can't be anything crazy. It's going to have to be a basic, bread-and-butter, old-school Monster Jam show that we've known and loved for a long time, that we've seen. You know, Monster Jam in the past years has gone crazy with its innovation and its uh, absolutely like even this year was crazy even though we only had a handful of shows the innovation that we saw simply this year was insane so i think it's going to be interesting to see how drivers adapt to this much simpler format and it's going to be like i said if the independents or Kristen or some of the other underdogs don't fall to those little demons i think they're going to take the win they need to be able to perform at the top of their game and they cannot choke that's all that's all it's going to come down to for them that was a lot to take in, but you brought up some great points, Nick. Absolutely, you know, and, you know, it's, <clears throat> that was a lot. It's kind of hard to go off of it, but you, again, not to repeat myself, you bring up some great points. You know, they can't really, you know, the drivers, they can't get into their he their own heads, and they can't really think of that mentality of, okay, they've got to be at the level that they were at. It's almost like they're starting from scratch, if that makes sense. They have to come back. They have to ha almost have a completely different mindset, considering that they have to adjust to these changes. I think really the first show is going to prove who who's in the right mindset or not. Because if you're not in the right mindset in the first show, how are you going to do it in the second show? That's my opinion, and that's how I see it. And I don't really want to cut this short, but um, unless Ryan or Nick has anything extra they want to add on, uh, I, I, I'm, I've, got, I've got nothing else to add on, to be honest. I think we've summed it up pretty well, but if you guys have something to add, go for it. One more thing that I think uh, I w I've been thinking about adding that while I was having that discussion about the weaknesses of some of the drivers. I think this show is going to be very indicative of what we see possibly for the 2021 season next year with how different it's going to be then. Because the United States is in a full-blown crisis right now. And so I think this is going to be the normal for this next season. So I think this core group of drivers is really going to have the advantage over the, I because I believe next year there's only going to be two stadium tours. I think 
the second stadium tour next year, if we even have a season next year, is not going to have the same experience that these drivers have had. So even if they come in and have a terrible weekend, they've already got to step up with everybody because they already know the flow of these new shows. They know the style, the pace, the fans, you know, the fan, uh, the fans bring a lot to the shows. If you had a show without fans, it would be totally weird. So, you know, the energy that the fans bring, it's going to be a different energy. It's not going to be a sold out AT&T stadium like we usually have. It's going to be a really socially distanced and kind of COVID fan uh, experience. But, you know, they're going to have to learn how to adapt to that. They're going to have to learn how to adapt to the ever-changing style of the show because I know it's going to be a little bit watered-down version of what we normally have, which I'm fine with because I like going back to the roots of Monster Jam. It's going to be a little less innovative. You know, we took three steps forward in the past few years, and now we're taking a step and a half back. And we'll take that step and a half forward again eventually. But for right now, the drivers are going to have to adapt to those few steps that we took backwards. And so it's going to be really telling to see what goes on in the future after this show. But this show is going to be a really big indicator for the fans. So even people who are watching at home are going to get to, you know, have a taste of what's going to happen next year. And I, I completely agree with that. I, uh, some, when I went to Arlington this year, that was a show that I wanted to check off my bucket list. And so I did that this year and I was in the pit party and I was talking to all the drivers and I, and I always ask him, I always pick one event. I just ask him like, like what, what are your plans going into this? Like what, what's your mental mindset? And all, every driver I asked about freestyle was talking about the steepness of the ramps. They say that Arlington is notorious for having these steep ramps and it's very hard to get decent air because they make them so steep. And, uh, I don't know how that's going to play in. I don't know how hard these trucks are going to go if they are that steep. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see. I, I think everything is just a learning experience. And I think some of these drivers are going to have to just realize that, that they, that, uh, these fans are also going to have to accept that these drivers are just like us. We, we haven't gone out and done stuff for like months and so drivers are in the same category and i think nick what you were talking about with todd i think i could see that happening also because todd is somebody that can get uh hot-headed fast and i think he is pissed from the guinness book of world records uh show the fact that he didn't get that i mean i i think he's going to come out firing and i think it could bite him i just I I just it's it's one of those things that it's kind of like the All Star Challenge uh, uh, best trick. I didn't I, I was excited for it, but I had no idea what was going to happen. And I I feel like that same way coming into next weekend. I'm just excited to hop on Discord with some friends and just talk about it. Yeah, I just so excited. And now I'm going to follow up on that because you brought up some great points. I think this is going to open another whole can of worms in discussion, and it's already. So this is fun, but I was especially because of uh, the secrecy around this event. It's been super weird that Feld and Mostyn have been so secret about the plans for this show. I think it's going to be interesting to see the track for the show. The track mm-hmm. is going to be different. Nothing that these drivers know, and you can't even. It's not going to be like normally where you can ask the drivers what is your plan going into the show because they're not going to be able to have a plan. This is one of those shows, yeah. like I said, it's going a basic show so you can't really plan on anything extravagant it's going to be one of those flying by the seat of your pants kind of freestyles just throw whatever works together because there's no real way to plan a basic run but the problem with the track is going to come i don't think moss jam is going to have a track that we're used to as this week's track 
especially because there's been no income recently because of COVID for what now, seven months, we haven't had a show. So I think it's interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what they, I don't anticipate a container backflip. I see a mini foot ramp happening, if anything. And I expect no cars and ramps kind of similar to Anaheim's green show this year. I think it was the third show that they had where there was no bus stack there. So I don't anticipate any crushable objects and I don't expect a big backflip ramp, but maybe something smaller than what we're used to. Maybe they go early 2000 style and only use the middle of the football field. You know, they leave the sides kind of unused because especially with 12 trucks, there's not really a need for as big of a floor, you know, as you would normally have. So it's going to be interesting. I feel like it's going to be a cross, but maybe like a Tacoma. I feel like it may be like a Tacoma style layout. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and that's why there's no plan that you can really put into it because it's going to be a different track. So you can't really plan how to do a freestyle or a two skills on a track that you've never run on before. Cause we're used to having the same cookie cutter tracks every week. And that, that, you know, gives a sense of familiarity with the drivers, but, when you're coming into a new track like this, it's almost like a world finals where you don't know what the track's going to look like. So it should be interesting. It should be weird for them, but I think they'll get the hang of it. It's funny that you bring up the idea of what kind of tracks are going to come up because I, because before I was going to uh, ask you guys what you thought the track was going to be like, but I'm salty but not salty that Nick brought it up and pretty much said everything <laughs> that I was going to bring up. So I'm not even going to try because really... Nick, you summed up basically what I wanted to say about the track perfectly. And you guys brought up some great other points, and we've been doing this for almost two hours, but I, I mean, me personally, I don't. I haven't, I'm not bothered that I am sweating my ass off right now, because like I said earlier, it's about the discussions. I mean, if we weren't having a good discussion, I don't think we'd be doing this for two hours. Mm-mm. I think I could keep going for hours. <laughs> I could, I could honestly too. I think my fans probably fall asleep. So, um, but yeah, uh, wow. What what can I say? This episode has been amazing. It's it's meant so much to me that you guys have been able to come on. I'm not even gonna do a normal outro. Just it's just. <clears throat> I'm honestly, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that as of putting this out. It's been a year. It's been a year of doing this. That I've been able to talk to so many people. People that I thought I would never talk to. And make great friends like you two and Wayne and Kermit and everyone else. <laughs> it's Seriously, it's just been unreal. And I just find it even more great that, uh, that this podcast almost comes into play with Monster Jam's return. You know, that, as I was saying earlier, the reason why this exists is because of Monster Jam. And we're talking about Monster Jam's return. I just feel like there's that connection. And, again, I want to say before I uh, leave it off to you guys to give some final thoughts and to shout out some stuff, fans... From the bottom of my Aussie little heart, thank you. Thank you guys for everything. For giving me this opportunity to talk to you for two hours about Monster Jam and Monster Trucks and podcast stuff and uh-oh, stinky poopies and bloody knocking <laughs> over um, license plates 
and just crazy, just crazy stuff like that. It's 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 been incredible, guys. Just again, I'm at a loss of words to be honest. I don't want to tear up, but thank you, guys. You know, listeners and you two and Wayne, who I guarantee probably won't be listening to the rest of this, but again. It means a lot, and I hope that I can keep doing more of these, and I will, because trust me, for 2021, when, when you know, it's a new year and a new beginning, and things start to clear up, and Monster Jam comes back, the podcast, it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be full on, it's gonna be great, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it, so, for the final time, this episode, well, actually, before I do that, uh, as I always do, is there anything that you two would like to shout out or plug before we close off? Well, first off, shout out or plug. I'm going to piggyback off of what you said. You said next year is going to be super exciting for the podcast. I just want to say personally, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. I'm helping Jackson. Y'all have to put up with me and my goofiness for a while now. We're going to uh, – the event reports are going to be huge next year. It's going to be really what I want to focus on. <laughs> You jinxed it, Jackson. You jinxed it. We went, we went two hours without it falling. Okay, so the, the backstory for that that we were laughing about, we were here starting this filming at 10 p.m., and we had to start by 10.30, and it's now midnight. But it took us until, I think, from 10, it took us until, like, I think 10.40 to start, because 40 minutes, I was playing with all of these trinkets up here. <laughs> I would sit down, the damn license plate would fall. <laughs> I'm just so bad. We make this and then boom, immediately it just falls. And I just realized I threw Morgan Kane's hat out of anger. I know, that's and why then, I was like, I can't believe you actually threw that. I better check on that, hold on. <laughs> if another I swear to God. All right, well, why, no. while Nick does that, Ryan, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? I want to... License plate. Oh, no. Wait. I want to... Uh... What? The license plate just hates me. Oh. All right, it's sorry, okay, go on. I, like, I know uh, a lot of the times... Uh, there's been problems with uh, scheduling for both you and me, Jackson, trying to do podcasts and commentaries and stuff like that. And I know back and forth, we're like, I'm sorry that we couldn't do this. I'm sorry. I want you to know that I am about as passionate about this as you are. I mean, nobody will be as passionate as you because you're the one that created this and your love for this. But I, I'm fully committed to this. Like, you brought me along early in the journey, and I stuck around to it. And I know Nick feels the same way. And I'm just looking forward to what, how we can grow this in the future and make it better and I'm here for the long haul. Thank you, Ryan. That oh, means yeah. a lot. So going back to Nick, after the license plate will not fall off anymore. So Something else falls. Okay. <laughs> Take a moment. Okay. I've been here since January. Y'all have laughed with me. You've cried with me. You've made fun of me. You've made memes of me. It's not over. I'm still here. I'm going to be stuck here all next year and as long as Jackson continues to run this podcast because I am the second half to his genius. So don't give me that face, Joey. I've had great ideas. 
No, I'm just being smug. I'm sorry. I said, what if you had a live reporter at shows? And he said, you know, wow, that's crazy. Oh, my God. I want to do that. I want to take out. So we were like, okay, let's do that. We did it in Tampa. And then, like I said, we planned to do it in Miami. And then we planned to do it at a few other shows this year, and we couldn't. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it big next year. It's going to be huge. We're going to do my first independent show in December. Look out for that. I know I'm going to an independent show. Can you believe it? I I still can't believe myself that I'm doing it. I don't know how Wayne talked me into going. We're driving six hours again to go to an independent show. Well, but I'm we're gonna do, to saying that. <clears throat> we're gonna do that. We're gonna do uh, some of the stadium shows next year. There's gonna be a ton of that. So I'm not going anywhere. You're gonna see me for those. It's gonna be a lot of fun there. We're gonna continue to do the podcast. We're gonna continue to do everything. But thank you guys for listening to what I have to say. Thank you for listening to what Jackson and Ryan have to say. It speaks so much to your character and your devotion to not only us, but the sport to sit here for two hours of your day, listen to a fat grave that you're sent rimble about, you know, all these random things. Listen to the Outback Steakhouse commercial guy talk about monster trucks and listen to the awesome guy that talk about everything because that's all we do. All I do is talk about Gravedigger. All Jackson says is steak and shrimp on the barbie for limited time only. Eighteen ninety, And then Ryan just gives his insightful commentary and deals with us. So honestly, it's been so great to have you guys listening to me and my ramblings for so long. I'm appreciative for everything. Next year, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be really, we're going to be adapting to this new climate, but I think we're going to have just as much fun with it. So stay tuned. Keep watching. Keep doing what you're doing uh, in a world of growing monster truck podcasts. I know there's so many other options, but the fact that you choose us idiots to come back to is I think so awesome. And, it, and truly from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you guys so much. I it's been one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I'm thankful to have each and every one of you that are still listening to me. So thank you guys. I'll see you guys in future episodes. We'll talk a little bit later this year and especially next year at events. So, Again, just thank you guys so much for everything. And I, I don't really... Well, I do, but I don't want to piggyback off of what Nick said. But absolutely, guys. I it just I just can't believe that I've been doing it for almost a year <laughs> and that you guys have continued to stick around and listen to us. Listen to us goofballs talk about stupid, and stupid crap and all this stuff. But truly, it means a lot, guys, that you guys have been sticking around and listening to us and enjoying these episodes and enjoying these conversations and i'm really wanting to make things bigger and better you know i've i finally had the you know with this um uh what's it called this anniversary coming up i've fight you know i wanted to put episodes up on youtube for you guys to listen and then to do face cam uh from now on and i thought with the anniversary it would be special to finally do face cams and put up yeah. the older episodes with uh, visuals so that you guys can listen to those episodes, the best episodes, and you guys can relive the memories that we had. And, you know, obviously, Anchor and Spotify, they're not going anywhere. Um, but now you guys can watch and listen on YouTube. So, again, guys, 
Holy crap. Thank you for this. Thank you so much for listening to us and our goofiness and Nick's Mark Galloway remarks and promises. Shout out, Sharks. What? I want to shout out. You said I got to shout out and, uh, and yeah, wreck right, people. Well, I need to go to the <laughs> restrooms before I project our piss everywhere. So you better <laughs> name someone right now if, before I piss myself. If Mark. <laughs> okay. I need to get myself under control. I'm crying for nothing. So Please be quick. Okay. I need to go. <laughs> Okay, I want to shout out the listeners. You guys are awesome. I want to shout out the Anderson family. They're great. Uh, I want to shout out my Instagram followers. You guys are awesome. I want to shout out for Wayne for being my best friend. And I want to shout out Mark Galloway for being my next guest. So next time I see you guys, Mark Galloway will be here on the Zoom call with us. So enjoy that. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I'll see you guys with Mark Crush next time. Seriously. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening and coming on this fantastic episode. I hope you guys enjoy all the content that we'll be putting out and <clears throat> Nick's Mark Galloway interview. So, again, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for supporting me for one year. One year of podcasting. So, thank you guys so much and have a fantastic week. Goodbye, guys. Good night, guys. Don't eat the seafood rolls. Damn.